Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Hey, Bert! Old buddy Bert! Come here, Bert! Quick! Quick, Bert! Quick, 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 Bert! Quick, quick, quick! I was feeding my beautiful pigeons over there! Yes, Bert, but look what I found! (gasps) Oh, Ernie, that is beautiful! Well, of course it is, but do you know what it is, Bert? Ernie, of course I know what it is! It's a new Google algorithm! And uh, this is the Grow Up Podcast. And I'm Mark Hammer. That's exciting news. Yeah, I'm Jason Parkinson. The new Google algorithm is here. It's been released, and it is called BERT, B-E-R-T. What a catchy name. Yeah, what a catchy name. We're going to talk about it coming up in just a minute. Grow Up is a service of One Fire, whose mission is to use technology and digital marketing to help businesses grow better. Learn more and get started today at OneFire.com. That's O-N-E-F-I-R-E dot com. Today we are talking about Bert. Bert, and no, not the Sesame Street Bert that everyone's probably thinking of. <laughs> I don't think anybody's actually been named Bert since uh, quite a while. No, I know of a Bert's uh, surf shop in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. That's okay. about it. And okay. then it's that and the Muppet. Awesome. Well, Bert, first of all, what does Bert even stand for? B-E-R-T. Uh, Bert, B-E-R-T, is bi-directional encoder representations from Transformers. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you know, it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, but basically, every so often, Google updates their, their algorithm, and they have different names for these. There's been the Penguin update. Um, there's been, I think, the Pelican update. There's been all these different updates. It feels like some of them are birds. This is <laughs> I Bert. prefer the bird ones. Yeah, yeah. this is this is Bert. <laughs> Um, it's basically taking natural language processing and implementing it a little bit more into the way that Google prioritizes and looks at search results. Sure. So it essentially helps Google look at a piece of content and determine what's the context of this, what is the author trying to convey, and also looks at what a searcher is looking for. Yeah. So if you put in, you know, I I forget the exact example that I read earlier today, but if you're looking for a certain type of fish, but it has a weird name like cow, I think there's a, a type of fish that is known colloquially as a cow in a certain part of the country. Mm. If you're searching in that part of the country for cow fish, Google can go through, look at the context of that and understand, oh, you don't mean a, a steer. Right. You don't mean a bovine. Right. You mean this type of fish because you're searching for these you know, handful of words yeah, in that ar- country around this topic in, that, yeah. in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. So it's likely that you mean this and it right. will serve you a result that's relevant to what you're actually looking for sure. rather than just a smattering of results that happen to be based around that keyword that you right. typed in. Right. Now, here's why this is important. It's it's important because more and more people are using their voice to search. Right. right. They're using devices like Alexa They're using Google Home. They're using Siri. And they're searching the way that you would just speak, natural language. Right. And so that's where this becomes really important. It's a little bit less on the way that they're organizing results from the content creator's standpoint, more on how they're serving up those results to the person that's searching, but content still plays a huge part of this, of this, uh, you know, this thing. Yeah, it absolutely does. If you're a business owner and you're trying to guide your content creation and marketing or advertising efforts, you need to consider, you know, how can I get found online? And I think anytime that Google releases any kind of algorithm shift, everybody panics, mm-hmm. everybody yep. writes 10,000 articles about, oh my gosh, here's what you need to do now. Like, to gain the system. It's changed. Yeah, Yeah, like prepare for this new shift. 
And it's kind of funny to me because, as you mentioned earlier, this is based off of natural language. And so your ad copy and your marketing content, all of these things should you know, have a have a goal of sounding as natural and as normal and as clear to the reader as possible in the first place. Right. So the content that's going to win out under Bert is the same content that will have won out under those previous algorithm shifts. And that's quality content that is clear to the reader that genuinely helps them and answers questions they have. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think about the way that I search now When I'm using my voice to search, I have to say things in the way that I would type them, right? Right. Like that's how my brain has been programmed to use voice and dictation. You know, if I'm looking for a restaurant in the Peoria area, right, I may say, um, you know, Alexa, what are the names of restaurants in Peoria that serve Italian food? But, you know, what Bert will enable is somebody to say, um, Alexa, I'd love some good Italian food tonight. And Alexa, Bert, Google Home, all of this together, this voice, you know, processing and natural voice, um, you know, natural language processing Mm -hmm. is basically going to take that information and understand that I'm in Peoria. I'm looking for Italian food and, you know, show me restaurant results. They're going to understand the intent of my comment right. versus me needing to actually break it down and search for it in a certain way. And then so if you're an Italian restaurant, for example, you don't need to write five blog posts with the keyword Italian food tonight right. to rank for what you just right. said naturally. Right. You need to create a website that has really clear descriptors of your Italian food offerings and your hours and your everything that would make a good, clear website for someone who happens to sell Italian food. That's going to be that's going to be the correct approach for cutting through that clutter and making sure that you're a viable option for Google to serve up when somebody is in the mood for Italian. Right. We had a great interview on a few episodes back from Kim at Centrally Human and we were talking a lot about this idea of searching with your voice. You know, how do you become a player in that space? And I think it's the same way that you've always been a player in in the space of Google. And that's just creating helpful content. You know, Google's main goal is to get people to use their search engine for everything. And the way that they do that, because they want to sell advertising, right? The more eyeballs using it, the better. And the way that they do that is by making it the absolute best at finding the answer to the question that somebody is searching. Yeah, they want to serve you the best result. That's Google's job. And if Google is going to do that job well, uh, they are going to prioritize in search results the websites that happen to best represent the answer that the searcher is looking for. So if your website is clear about what it is you offer and what it is you can answer or help a potential customer with, naturally, Google has an incentive to prioritize your content. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, you know, I mentioned these other platforms. Obviously, Google is building this first and foremost to enable their Google Home search device. Sure. So when you say, hey, Google, you know, and ask them a question, I bring up tools like Alexa. I bring up tools like Siri and others primarily because Google has open sourced this technology. And so others can now start adapting it and using it in their own products. And you can bet, I mean, Google's number one in search, right? Right. The things that they do in search are incredible. Um, And so, you know, other companies are going to start looking to that 
to be able to make decisions for their own. Search. Oh yeah, and they're number they're number one in by such a far margin that it's not even worth discussing the runner up, which is kind of amazing. And that's why I know on this podcast and and surely in meetings and in news coverage, you are kind of wondering every once in a while, why why does no one bring up Bing or DuckDuckGo? Or <laughs> it's because by by usage numbers, it's just not worth discussing in detail those other search engines. Yeah, they don't they do not matter in the grand scheme of getting eyeballs on your content. Right. Right. So speaking of eyeballs on content, there's a lot of strategies you can put in place to be found on Google. One that we use here frequently is the topic cluster model. So how do, how do topic clusters work, Mark? So the topic cluster model is effectively uh, signaling to Google that there's a semantic relationship between your content by creating exhaustive content around one topic and then sort of subtopics of that one major topic. The major topic becomes the pillar page. Mm. And then those subtopics kind of surround that pillar page, link to it. The pillar page links back out to the subtopics. And so instead of just a scattershot of targeting long tail keywords where you have content that's redundant, Mm -hmm. it's kind of repetitive, you're just creating things with no real architecture in mind, the topic cluster model allows you to sort of systematically build out these big pillars of of topics that you want to kind of corner and become an authority on. Yeah. And when you have, you know, one piece of content, get a boost by Google, the rest of the topic cluster starts performing better too. Yeah. Because they're all linked. They're all linked together. Kind of the, the tie that raises all boats. Yeah. Google understands that relationship. And so when you start looking at Bert, there's no difference here. Bert is not really affecting on the content side, how Google's looking at your content, still great content, long form content, content that's written well, written in a way that's helpful, clear and not helpful, just salesy. Um, right. That's what's going to get you to win. So whether somebody's searching with their voice, whether they're searching with their thumb on their phone, whether they're blinking seven times or whatever the future <laughs> holds, mm-hmm. when you start looking at augmented reality and other things that are to come. The content that you've got, if it's helpful and it's providing value to the reader, that's where you're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. That's the I you know, whenever there's an algorithm shift in the news, I think businesses tend to panic because they go, Oh no, we've been doing this. What do we need to do now? And the yeah. the answer is you should stay the course on creating clear, helpful content that provides value to prospects. If you look over the years at how Google has changed their algorithm, a lot of them, a lot of the changes have been to try and stop people from gaming the system. Like exactly. You, you exactly. used to be able to hide a bunch of white text keywords at the bottom of your page and like you would show up higher in Google results and then Google released an algorithm update that said, nope, we're not doing that anymore. And so then it used to be about the number of links that came into your website. And then Google released an update and said, nope, it's only going to be about quality links that come in. Right. And then so people scramble. Oh, no. no now <laughs> yeah. what am I going to do? What can we do now? Yeah. And yeah. then it used to be about the quantity of content that you published with certain keywords in it. So Google said, we're not going to let you just put a block of keywords at the bottom of the page. You have to actually use those keywords and content. And then so everybody started writing hundreds of blog posts about the same topic. Yeah. So you just get this saturation yeah. of, of repetitive, bad, repetitive, repetitive. sloppy content. Yeah, and then Google goes, eh, 
well, that's not really helping it either. Let's shift that algorithm again. They started introducing rank brain in about five or six years ago mm-hmm. using artificial intelligence to actually understand the content, understand the value of that content, matching it to the context of who's searching. And now they're just taking it another level. They're not really changing the way that they're looking at the content piece. That is still right. vitally important. What they have done is they've started adjusting how Google understands what the searcher is looking for. And And so effectively, if your strategy is based around gaming the algorithm or, you know, pulling a fast one on Google, that's that's not a good strategy. You're going to have to continually. uh, Yeah. Like play defense against Google trying to fulfill what its objective is, which is to provide clear, helpful answers to people who are searching. Yeah. And in all honesty, as a business, you want the right eyeballs on your website anyway. Sure. You know, you don't want just anybody to come to your site so you can get that artificial inflated, you know, sessions or visitor number. You want to sell widgets. You want to sell services. And so you want the right eyeballs on your site and creating content is a way to do that. It's a great point. So what advice would you have, Mark, if people haven't really got into the content game yet or they've started a blog and stopped it because maybe they haven't had the resources internally to keep up with it. I mean, there's no better time to start, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, heading into 2020 here soon, uh, this should be the year that you start really embracing content creation and start, start simple. Start by figuring out what it is people need your company for and then create content around helping describe uh, how you know, helping describe answers for those people and helping provide value to people who uh, may be in need of what it is you're selling. Yeah, we have actually a very and this is a self plug here, but we have a uh, very good, very free webinar on our website uh, called uh, the new SEO keywords are dead. And it really talks a lot about this idea that You know, just writing content with a bunch of keywords in it is not the way to win anymore. It's all about writing helpful content that you would want to read if you were a visitor that was looking for help with uh, the solution that your company can provide. Yeah, exactly. If, If you think about the companies that have kind of endeared themselves to you or companies who you found helpful, you're more likely to do business with those companies. The the same thing applies for your potential customers. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So Mark, what's the 10 second takeaway on BERT? The 10 second takeaway on BERT is that the new algorithm update is sure to inspire, you know, hundreds of think pieces about how to take advantage of the change. Save your time. The best way to take advantage of this update is the same as it always has been. Create quality content. Be helpful. Provide clear information that your prospects need. If you create genuinely helpful content that's easy to understand, Google has every reason to promote your work. Yeah, I think that's well said. Thanks for listening to the Grow Up Podcast today. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about Facebook's rebrand. Pretty excited about that. Coming for you, Zuckerberg. Yeah, but join (laughs) us next week right here on the Grow Up Podcast. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.